0: All right, I got, Joshua's got his own microphone, so he's all ready to go, so give it up for Joshua. Come on, Joshua. Thank you,
1: Pastor. Hallelujah. It's good to be here this morning. God is in this place. How many can feel the Spirit of God in this place tonight, or this morning? Feels like tonight. It's pretty dark in here, but um, yesterday was a beautiful day. Anybody spend the day outside yesterday? I was shocked this morning when I woke up and it was raining like crazy. Um, yesterday, I spent the day cleaning out the hot tub and, uh, you know, doing all the out kinda, outside kind of stuff that you can do in the fall when the weather cools a little bit, but it's still real nice outside. And I found out that my parents went to the beach yesterday and they had a beautiful day at the beach and they had taken a couple of my nieces with them. And um, it got me thinking about, there's a beautiful poem that was written many, many years ago about footprints in the sand. Have you ever heard that poem? I mean, I think most people who have been in the church for a while have heard that poem, and it's, it basically tells a story of how there are two sets of footprints in the sand, and then the person gets to a certain point, point, they only see one footprint in the sand, and they realize that they're being held and carried by the Lord as they're walking, that during the difficult times, it's not that he left them, it's that he was carrying them, right? Anyway there's been an updated 2020 version of the poem written. And so I wanted to share that with you this morning. One night, I had a wondrous dream. One set of footprints there was seen. The footprints of my precious Lord, but mine were not along the shore. But then some stranger prints appeared, and I asked the Lord, what have we here? Those prints are large and round and neat, but Lord, they are too big for feet. My child, he said in sober tones, for miles I carried you alone. I challenged you to walk in faith, but you refused and made me wait. You disobeyed, you would not grow. The walk of faith, you would not know. So I got tired, I got fed up, and there I dropped you on your butt. (laughs) Because in life, there comes a time when one must fight and one must climb, when one must rise and take a stand or leave their butt prints in the sand. Okay, so... It's an interesting poem, interesting updated version of the poem, and I think God is a lot more gracious than this poem gives him credit for. Uh, you know, we, we can be, it's, uh, probably in the natural, we could make many people very frustrated and very upset, and yet the Lord is so gracious and so kind and so good to us. But the truth is this, that there comes a point in our walk Where we have to learn how to take a stand, how we have to learn how to rise up, and we must learn how to press in and move into everything that God has available for us. As long as we want to sit back and say, God, you just do it. Listen, he's looking for cooperation. God's looking for some people that he can connect with. God is wanting to make a spiritual connection with you so that you can carry the power in the presence of heaven everywhere you go. Go. God is looking for people that will simply believe his word by faith. And as you believe it by faith, it will cause you to move and do some things that otherwise you would never, ever do. Amen. How many believe that God wants to connect with you? And let me ask this question. How many want to connect with God in a whole new way? Amen. Okay. Uh, I want to open up this morning and I want to start in Let's go to Mark chapter 5, continuing on in the series of Mark that we've been doing here at Impact Church, and it's been wonderful, and God's really been speaking to us through it. But in Mark chapter 5, I want to open up there, and I think we'll skip all the way down to about verse 21 and start in verse 21. Now, I do want to mention real quick that I have a brand new book available. It's called Power Portals, Awaken Your Connection to the Spirit Realm. And this morning as I'm ministering out of the book of Mark, I'm also going to be connecting it to moving in to power portals. What are power portals, how we can move in them, and how God's wanting to... Awaken our connection with the spirit realm in this day now this book doesn't release technically till October 6 But I called my publisher last week and I told them that I was going to be preaching here And I said it's the only time i'm going to be preaching in canada Probably for the rest of the year And so I said can you please send me two cases of books and I just want to bring them right here, and just let the people here have um, have the availability to get the books. And they were so kind, they overnighted them to me from Pennsylvania. And so that you are literally going to be some of the first people in the whole wide world to get a copy of this book, okay? Power Portals, Awaken Your Connection to the Spirit Realm. And I believe that it will really be A great blessing to you. And we have other resources out there as well. I wrote a book. It was released last spring, Encountering Your Angels, biblical proof that angels are here to help. How many have ever had encounters with angels? Okay, a few of you. We got one of the most wonderful testimonies this week in our ministry office. Janet shared it with me. Was it a brother said that he had been having all these angelic encounters, but he didn't understand that that's what was happening until he read the book? A lot of things have been happening in his life, but he wasn't connecting the dots you know sometimes that happens we can be so slow sometimes with God uh you know he's doing all God's moving all around us and we're like down there praying God please move in my life and he's moving all around like everywhere and he's trying to get our attention and we're just not paying attention to what God's doing anyway the ministry of angels is biblical It's a scriptural thing, and God wants you to become aware of angelic ministry in your life. So I encourage you to get a copy of this, and while you're at it, get a copy of this book, Seeing Angels, How to Recognize and Interact with Your Heavenly Messengers, awesome teaching from the Word of God, along with our personal experience, and all of our books give you activations so that you can put this stuff into practice and you can actually see it come forth in your life. Who would like a copy of Seeing Angels? Okay, a few of you. It's going to be out that door over on that side at the end. They're going to have the book table for you. How many would like a copy of Encountering Your Angels? Okay, this will also be on that table there. How many would like power portals? Okay, so get a copy of all of this stuff when you go out the back door. Moving in glory realms, experiences glory. Are we allowed to give stuff out or not technically? Maybe if I like put it somewhere. Okay. So, who would like seeing angels? Okay, I saw your hand go up first, so I'm just going to put this right here, and then you're going to come and get it, okay? Okay, God bless you. Who would like a copy of Encountering Your Angels? Okay, this is for you right there. I'm just going to put this right here, and you can feel free to be led by the Spirit to do whatever you choose. Uh, Who would like a copy of Moving in Glory Realms? Okay, in the red dress right there, I'm going to put this right here. God bless you. And then I'm going to use this to read out of. So experience his glory. A whole hour of soaking in the word of God in regards to the glory of God. Janet, I will pray over you. We recorded this at Capitol Records in Hollywood a couple of years ago with our dear friend, Charles Jones. He is the best of the best. He's played. The White House, uh, Grammy Awards. I mean, he's done a lot of wonderful things. Anyway, would you like a copy of this? Okay, I'm going to put this right here for you, and you can be blessed with that. Okay, awesome. Are you in Mark? Mark chapter 5. Let's start at verse 21. It says, now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Now, this isn't just any kind of statement. This isn't a statement like, well, maybe Jesus can heal My child, this isn't a statement like there's a strong possibility that if Jesus stretches out his hand, it's going to have, this statement is a statement of faith that says, I know that I know that I know that when we make that divine connection with Jesus, miracle virtue is going to flow and my daughter will be well. Hallelujah. So Jesus went with him. Jesus always responds to faith. Whenever faith shows up, God shows up on the scene. It doesn't matter how difficult your situation is. If you can find God's word about it and get faith in God's word. And I mean, really press into that word and believe that God will show up for you in the same way that he showed up for the ancients. I believe that that is the miracle connection that causes power to flow. Do you realize that there's seven different levels of power that's mentioned within the bible seven different greek words in the new testament for the power of god anyway i discussed that in the book power portals and you need to get that and that will bless your heart real good but look at this This is a faith statement. She will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude now followed him and thronged him because now they want to see this power that's going to flow. They want to see the miracle that's about to happen. So Jesus is surrounded with people. And now there was a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 long years. She had suffered with this medical condition. She had been to doctors. She had sought the counsel of others. And there was no natural cure for her situation. Everybody in the natural said it is absolutely impossible. You're just going to have to live with your sickness. You're going to have to live with that that flow of blood. Listen, that woman must have been tired. She must have been worn out. In, In that society, it would have been a disgrace to be out in public with that kind of a sickness in that kind of situation. In other words, she was an outcast, someone that others didn't want to come near, and they didn't want her to come near them, and so she lived with the shame and the guilt and the pain and all this kind of stuff but look at this this woman she had suffered from uh, for 12 years suffered many things from many physicians she had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse but when she heard about Jesus (laughs) something connected the lights came on hallelujah and she be got behind him in the crowd and it says here that she touched his garment. Now, we can read about this story throughout the Gospels and there's different versions that paint even deeper pictures of the scenario. But what we do know for sure is that it was no easy task for this woman to touch the healer. It was not an easy task. It wasn't a casual attitude like, well, if he passes by my house, I'll step out of my house and just make that connection. We understand that this woman put everything she had, all that she was into making that journey to touch the healer. Jesus Christ is your healer. Jesus Christ, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. He is here right now. And all you got to do is reach out and make the connection. All you got to do is reach out and touch the one from whom the healing flows. Come on, why don't you just lift up your hands right now in this place? Just lift up your hands where you're at just begin to touch Jesus hallelujah just reach out and I mean really just reach out and make that miracle connection Lord I thank you that you are in this place you've told us in your word that we're two or more gather you are there in our midst but as we've come together in your name, we know that you are in this place and your healing virtue is flowing right now. We choose to make a divine connection with your divine power that's being released with healing, Who? Oh. Right now in Jesus, Lord, I thank you that miracles flow. Miracles, 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 miracles. From the top of your head all the way down to the soles of your feet. Right now, the miracle power of God is flowing. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are going to begin to feel the touch of God right even upon your physical body. You may begin to feel an electrical sensation begin to feel a current. You might begin to feel his hand resting upon your head. You might begin to feel the weight, the blanket of his glory begin to cover you, but just receive what the Lord is doing right now. He's moving in his power and he's transmitting to you that which comes from the heavenly realm. He's downloading to you his heavenly blessings, miracles, healings, creative miracles. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I thank you that you're doing
2: it. Thank you that you're doing it. Thank you that you're doing it.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many can feel God just moving on you right now? Just wave at me if you can feel God moving on you right now. Thank you all over this place. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the move of your spirit right now. Lord, we welcome you to do all that you're able to do. We welcome you to do whatever it is that you desire to do. Lord, the things that we know of by faith to receive, we welcome them. But Lord, the things that we don't even know of, and we can't have faith because we didn't even know it was possible. Lord, we welcome you to do those things also because we know that there is nothing too difficult for you. Lord, I thank you for bringing healing to physical bodies. I thank you for releasing healing in emotional situations. Lord, I thank you for bringing spiritual healing, financial healing. Healing within families, households, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for doing it. Thank you for doing it. Relationships being healed in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you for doing it. Thank you, Lord. We receive, we receive, we receive. Okay, pull it down. When you receive, you just kind of pull it down, you know? You see it in the Spirit and you say, okay, it's mine, I'm taking it. I receive it. Come on, just pull it down. I mean, really, just put your hands up and just pull it down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. So here, this woman hears about Jesus. She comes behind him in the crowd and she makes the connection. She touches his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I will be made well. And immediately, verse 29 of Mark chapter 5, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Now, I just asked you a few minutes ago, I said, Do, can, how many can feel The Holy Spirit moving. If you can feel the Holy Spirit moving, then receive the gift, the deposit that he's bringing. Listen, whenever you feel the Spirit, it's not just so that you have goosebumps and you can tell someone, I felt the Spirit. When you feel the Spirit, this is an indication, a spiritual indication from God telling you, I am moving within you. I'm doing something. There's something that's changing inside of you. There's transformation that's taking place. So just receive it. Hallelujah now you might say but brother Joshua I didn't feel anything well that's okay too because that's where faith comes into play right when you don't feel anything you don't see anything you don't hear anything but you know how do you know because we got God's Word on it if you've got God's Word then you can move towards what God has told you you can have and this whole series about Mark is all about moving taking those steps of faith, moving into connection with what God is releasing. We've got to be willing to move. We've got to be willing to move. Move towards what? Move towards the truth. Okay, would it be okay if I read something for you out of power portals just real quick?
2: Okay, it addresses this issue of truth. The idea that truth is relative has become widespread in our society. There's an ancient story that's believed to have originated
1: in India about six blind men and an elephant. Have anybody, have you ever heard this story? Okay, you're going to like this one. We've been to India several times. Actually, my very first real far missionary trip overseas was with Pastor Carl and Cheryl over to India. We went to Chennai, and God did great miracles. It was wonderful. But India is an experience. Uh, it is like no other, it almost feels like another planet because it's so unique. I mean, I love Indian food, but it's unlike any other food around the world. Um, I love, so, there's a beauty in India, the colors, and it, I mean, it's really special. Anyway, uh, okay, let me just read. This story has been told many times in numerous versions, including a famous 19th century poem by John Godfrey Sachs. In Sachs's narrative, six blind men go to examine an elephant in order to understand what it is like. The first man encounters the broad, sturdy side of the animal and concludes that it is like a wall. The second man feels the tusk and determines that it is like a spear. The third catches hold of the trunk and decides that it is like a snake. The fourth touches the animal's wide knees and claims that it is like a tree trunk. The fifth feels one of the large ears and says that it is like a fan. And the sixth grasps the tail and proclaims that the elephant is like a rope. In one of his closing stanzas, Sachs writes, And so these men of Indostan disputed loud and long, each in his own opinion exceeding stiff and strong, though each was partly in the right and all were in the wrong. In some versions of this story, the blind men come to an agreement that they are all correct, each man having his own truth. This illustration has sometimes been used to promote the idea that it is valid for people to adhere to different truths and that all religions are essentially the same and ultimately speak about the same God. The problem is that's not the truth at all. There are not many ways to God in, in the story, each man failed to give a proper description of the elephant because he was deceived by the limitations and imaginations of his own mind. Because the men were blind, they were unable to ascertain the whole picture. I would like to create my own ending to the story. A mysterious seventh man arrives on the scene. Not only can he see perfectly, but he is also wise. This is that man that we were singing about earlier in worship, the one that stands in the fire and the one that's in the midst of the water when you're walking through it. Hallelujah. He tells the other men, what you are fascinated with is not like a wall, spear, snake, tree trunk, fan, or rope. Let me begin to describe the elephant for you. It is strong and mighty, 21 feet long and 10 feet tall, weighing in at five tons, Fascinated by this description, the six men cry out, we want to see the truth like you see it. Acknowledging their pleas, the seventh man stretches out his hand towards their eyes and says, because you have believed, my words you will see. Immediately, each of the men miraculously begins to see for the very first time, astonished and amazed by the miracle that has just been performed. All six men fall down at the feet of the seventh man and say, let us follow you, for you have rescued us from our blindness and you tell us the truth. Who are you? The man replies, I am Jesus, the one and only Savior of all mankind. Worship God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. There are not many truths. There is only the truth. Everything else is facts, and facts are fleeting, and facts are always subject to change. I don't know whether you've noticed or not, during this whole COVID-19 pandemic scenario, how much what they've told us was the truth keeps on changing. I'm not even gonna to begin to list the different things that's been said because it's almost changing, not just on a weekly basis or daily basis, it's almost an hourly basis. What we're re- suddenly what we were doing is now not what we're supposed to doing, what we believe, now we need to believe something else. Those are facts and they're always changing. The Bible doesn't say, you shall know the facts and the facts will set you free. Actually, the more facts you know, sometimes the more bound up you get. The Bible says, you shall know the truth. The truth. What is the truth? What is the truth?
2: Tell me, what is the truth? the pastor knows cuz he's the pastor <laughs> jesus
1: is the tr- the truth isn't just something the truth is some one And unless we're connected to the truth, Jesus Christ is the truth. There is no other way to the Father. There is no other access point to heaven. There is no other way to explore and discover the glory realms. The only way is through the truth, and that is Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, who in the, chap- in the book of John declares himself and says, I am the door. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Jesus is my door. my door. Now, the Bible says you will know the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will completely liberate you. The truth will, I mean, you will go wild in a wonderful way. You will get so excited and set free when you know the truth. When you see the truth, when you know the truth, when you understand the truth, you will suddenly be compelled to move and deeper and deeper into that truth that you've discovered. Jesus is inviting us deeper and deeper into his heart. He's inviting us deeper and deeper into his words. Why? He said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So wherever there's been death and wherever there's been disappointment, wherever there's been depression, wherever there's been struggle, wherever there's been sickness, wherever there's been bondage, Jesus says, come on in and rest in me and I will give you Peace. I will give you freedom. I will bring you healing. I will bring you into a place of greater liberation than ever before. Now, speaking of power portals, because people have asked me, and say, well, this name power portals, what's that all about? If you look this up on Amazon, you're not only going to find my book, but you're going to find a bunch of chargers and plug stuff and things that, you know, power portals. And, uh, <laughs> I guess in the book, we're talking about plugging in. We are. Uh, we have a, a wonderful mentor in our life. Her name's, we call her Mama Billy, Billy Reagan-Deck. And uh, she's told us many times, she said, when you get into the spirit and God begins to give you a witness in your spirit about something that's being shared and your spirit begins to leap, she said, just plug in. So just take your hands like this and just go like this. woo, And you can feel it. You can just get connected just like that. I mean, just coming into agreement with God's word. But a power portal, now, of course, the power pertains to the power of God, the power of the Spirit. But the portal, this is just another way to say door,
2: entrance, window, an opening.
1: When we're speaking about power portals, we're talking about the points of access where you can begin to discover God in a new way because he welcomes you into a new place in him. Now, there are many power portals that he's wanting us to discover, many power portals in him, the door, he is the door, that he wants us to enjoy and appreciate. But I've also discovered that when we come into Christ, we then also become portals in the earth. Let me say it this way. We go in through him, and then he begins to come out, through us. Jesus Christ is our power portal into heavenly glory, but then we become his power portal of heavenly glory back into the earth. And this is the way it works. We connect with God in such a way that we are so in love with him, so enraptured up within his kindness, his goodness, his word. I mean, totally overtaken by his spirit, That everything about our life begins to ooze the life essence of God back into the earth everywhere we go. Now, this enables you to open portals within the disgusting atmospheres that sometimes you found yourself in. Have you ever been in an atmosphere of doubt and unbelief? I mean, how disgusting is that? An atmosphere of doubt and unbelief. I mean, that's a stingy gross dry nothing happens kind of atmosphere right and sometimes you may have looked in in your own home and said this feels like an atmosphere of doubt and unbelief but now God gives you the authority the ability to change that atmosphere through his power flowing through you Okay, I'm not going to get all the way into this, but buy the book and you'll, you'll get it, okay? You'll get it and you'll understand. And there's lots of charts and diagrams and lots of room for you to take notes and it will be a great blessing to you. Something that I want to say is this, that whenever a power portal opens, and it did for that woman with the issue of blood, and it did uh, it, all through Mark, actually all through the entire book of Mark, there are so many power portals, when Pastor Carl asked me to preach, this is a very easy thing to do because you can almost turn to any chapter in Mark and find a power portal. Um,
2: but when the power portals open, one of the very first things that will happen,
1: because Jesus is the door, one of the very first things that will happen, and this is the way that you'll know that you've come into a new portal in the Spirit, is that there is heavenly vision in the portal. Somebody say I'm moving into a heavenly vision. Hallelujah. I am moving into heavenly vision. Okay. Let me see here.
2: I've got some notes that I brought. I guess I should follow them a little bit. Um, I am moving into
1: heavenly vision. When the heavens are opened, heavenly vision is granted. Power portals offer us the opportunity to see something that we have never seen before. In this way, we are provided with supernatural revelation and divine guidance for moving forward. Paul said it like this in Acts 26 verse 19. Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Well, in order not to be disobedient to it, you have to first see it. Come on. And then when you see the vision, you have to choose. I'm going to be obedient to what God has showed me. I want you to lift up your hands to the heavens right now and say, Lord, I welcome your heavenly portal to open in my life. Lord, I ask you to open up a portal, a power portal where I have struggled, where there's been bondage, where I've been held back. Lord, I ask you to open up a power portal of your presence.
2: That's almost like a Peter picked a pepper pe- 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 kind of thing. Lord, you understand what we're talking about. And Lord, we ask you to give us heavenly vision in this portal that we might
1: see what we've not seen before that we might be obedient in a new way and move towards all that you're calling us into.
2: In Jesus' mighty name.
1: If we receive a heavenly vision, for instance, of healing, God is then providing us with preternatural understanding to receive what he has shown us, and we are then responsible for the way in which we steward that revelation. Many people have testified to us about seeing Jesus as healer in the power portal. And this is different than just hearing that he can heal. When you see him and you begin to know him as healer. What does the Bible say? You'll know the truth and the truth will then what? See, there's there's a difference between believing in the truth and knowing the truth. Do you understand the difference? Because there's many things that we can believe for, we can hope for. We see it in the word, and we we have faith and believe that God will move us in that direction. But when you know that you know, I mean, when you see Jesus as healer, now there is no doubt in your spirit. It's not that you're just believing for healing to come. You know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, is the healer that's resident on the inside of you. Suddenly, you know that healing is in you. Healing belongs to you. You carry healing everywhere you go. And that changes everything. You know, you know, you know, and suddenly you're set free. God wants to give you a vision of him in a way that you've never had before. Now, some of you, you know him as savior, but he wants to show you that he's healer. Some of you, you've known him as healer. He wants to show you that he's provider. How many want to know him as provider? Yeah, Jehovah Jireh. Lord God that provides for all of, supplies for all of my needs. Hallelujah. Well, like just some of my bills. No, I'm talking about. All of your, I'm not just even talking just financial. I'm talking all of your need, whether it be emotional, whether it be spiritual, whatever need you have in your life. He wants you to know him as Jehovah Jireh. When you know, then it begins to change what you say. You don't go around saying, well,
2: I'd never get this. I never have that. I know. It will change your,
1: your speech. It will change your faith walk. It will change everything. When you encounter God in these power portals, I'm telling you, a portal opens up to transition you from one place in your life to another. It opens up to take you from where you've been into what God has promised. These portals open up. So that you will say, yes, Lord, I invite the movement of your spirit and I'm choosing to move with you. The way I open up my book, Power Portals, I actually share a testimony about the time that my son Lincoln saw a very, very clear portal. We were overseas ministering and I didn't see it. I didn't see it happening. But Lincoln in the middle of the service, he saw this swirling in the spirit. I mean, some people, you'll see it physically. Others, you might just feel it on the inside, or there's just a spiritual knowing that God's doing something. But in this case, Lincoln physically saw it, like in a seer vision with his eyes, and he saw it swirling. And I believe it was purple when it first came, and it was swirling just like a whirlwind. Have you ever heard about a whirlwind in the Bible? Ezekiel had these encounters. He, saw, he said, I saw a windstorm coming up out of the north, and I was caught up in divisions of God. That's a portal opening up. You get caught up into the vision. The heavenly vision is given to you. So Lincoln saw this portal opening up as blue uh, purple swirling, and then it changed into like a bluish color, and then it went back to purple, and then it turned to flash into red and orange and back into red and whatever. I, I don't remember all the orders of the color, but uh, I recorded it in the book, and it's so amazing. You know, there's sometimes when you're just going through life and you're not trying to do anything really on purpose, Besides, you know, just living life in that moment, I turned my recorder on when he began sharing this testimony with me, and he must have been maybe 11 years old or something. And when I started writing the Portals book, I didn't even know, I didn't remember about this encounter that Lincoln had had. And yet... Uh, I came across an old phone. I thought, what is on this old phone? I turned it on, and would you know that testimony came out of that phone? I thought, God, this is confirmation that I'm doing the right thing, writing the right book at the right time. That whole portal's testimony came out, but it was so beautiful, and it was so important at that time. Although I had not seen it, God was giving it to my son for both of us because there was a situation that we got into, and you have to buy the book to, to get it, but it was a difficult situation and wasn't quite sure how to navigate, how to move. And God gave me the strategy. And then when Lincoln shared the vision that he had, it was confirmation that we had done exactly what God had asked us and spoken to us to do. So there is vision that comes in these open portals. This is different than just hearing something from God. God's giving you something to see. God's giving you something to grab hold of. When you see a vision in this way, you are supernaturally connected with what you've seen. And so I put here, let God give you a vision of his glory. Let the spirit show you how he is the glory and the lifter of your head. Amen. Hallelujah. The second thing that will often come in a power portal experience, and this is connected with the vision. You know, I mentioned earlier the lights come on. This is something that often happens when the portals begin to shine. It's as though the light is coming on in our life, and so it's like we could say, "I've been a Christian for fifty years. You know, I've gone to church faithfully every single week. I believe the Word of God, and I I pay my tithes, and I choose to be obedient to the Spirit." But suddenly, God will shine His light into your life and bring illumination where there's there has been darkness that you didn't even know was there and all of a sudden the lights come on this will happen in a portal a power portal encounter the light will begin to shine now for Lincoln he saw it like swirling lights in a vision other times listen the the world around us is very cold and dark but when God begins to shine and that portal opens up within us suddenly we become warm and bright on the inside <laughs> And we can feel the pleasure of god and we know the joy of serving jesus and suddenly it's not about struggle and striving listen god's never called you to be weighed down with the burden of trying to serve him trying to impress him trying to please him that's not god god wants to give you the joy of serving jesus god wants to bring you into the joy and the delight that that warmness and warmness that brightness of walking and living in his glory every single
2: day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the testimony in John chapter five, and we can read about
1: the pool of Bethesda opening up and the beginning of that testimony, and there's much to it, but the beginning of it basically gives us an understanding that there was a pool in Bethesda that contained what we would call healing waters and the waters would be stirred every once a while occasionally when the angel of God or the angel of the Lord would step down into the waters, he would begin swirling the waters and then the first to walk into those waters would receive a supernatural miracle that was coming from the Lord. And so there was, as you can imagine, there was many lame, many sick, many diseased that were lying all around the outskirts of this pool. Why? They were waiting for the water to stir. Because if the water stirred, they knew they were going to get a miracle. Now, the stirring water makes me think of a portal it's a funnel it's a it's a vortex kind of situation it's a it's a, a heavenly movement right and uh, and it's a healing portal that we find in John chapter 5 now there's no doubt to me that when the angel stepped into those waters and they begin to move the angels of God are filled with the light of heaven they're filled with the love of heaven they're filled with the truth of heaven why because they don't come so that you look at the angel and say how wonderful that angel is they come so that when when you see the angel, you see Jesus. When you see the angel, you see heaven. When you see, listen, God, what God does never comes to puff up a person, never comes to puff up another spiritual being, but whatever God does always comes to get your eyes fixed right back on what? The truth. The truth. Why? You will know the truth and when you know it, what's going to happen? Anybody getting free this morning? I pray that there's portals opening up in your spirit where you begin to feel those butterflies in your spirit, the swirlings of God on the inside. I pray some of you begin to feel the swirlings of God on the outside of you all around. I pray that some of you go home and you get caught up in such a holy tornado. I mean, where everything is turned around for good, where God begins to switch your mindset, your mind on the matter. God begins to change what you've been seeing. God begins to change what you've been hearing. And suddenly you begin doing something that you've never done before, moving into all that he has for you. Just lift up your hands into the glory one more time. Who, <laughs> Lord, let your light shine down upon us. Lord, let the light of heaven open up within our spirits in a brand new way. We invite you, Lord, to illuminate for us that which we've not seen, that which we've not known. Lord, I thank you for shining your light into our hearts. Causing it to flow to every fiber, every cell of our being in Jesus. My, Lord, let your light come. Let your light come. Let your light come. Oh. When the portals open up, the light begins to shine. I remember many years ago, the Lord was speaking to Janet and I. I think it must have been maybe early 2000s. The Lord began speaking to us about his light. You know, the first thing, the first words that are recorded that God said was, let there be light. And then when he talks about this light, he saw that it was good. Somebody say God's light is good light. And wherever God's light shines, come on, say it, wherever God's light shines, he brings something new. When God wanted to bring forth all of creation that we know here on planet earth, he first said, let there be light. And then from his inner being, suddenly creation was released in those words that were spoken. God's words carried light, and the light carried creative glory. Hallelujah. It's wonderful revelation when you think about it, because God is now living on the inside of you, and God wants to shine his light in you, and oftentimes he'll have you say something that he's saying in order for you to get what it is that he's releasing.
2: Okay, we're going to go a little off topic here, but that's fine.
1: When God began showing us the connection between his light and healing many, many years ago, the Lord said, when you pray for people, begin to command my light to flow through their physical body. And so we would lay hands on people's heads and we command the healing light of God to come. And we recognize that that was the power of God being with with truth, with truth. When truth comes, when light begins to shine, whatever is darkness has to instantly be dispelled. And so we would lay our hands on people's head. We command the healing light to come and we would even see it in the spirit would come and would flash all the way through their body. I was ministering many, many years ago and I never forget it because it was during this season when God was speaking to us about light. I was standing up on the platform. I was in Belfast in Northern Ireland. And as I was ministering, I saw a light beam from heaven just flash down and touch the woman that was here in the front row right about over here in this area. It just came right from heaven, flashed through it, went from the top of her head right down. I could see it down her spine all the way down to her toes. And I told her, I said, there was a a light that just hit you and it flowed all the way down your spine. And she cried out. She said, I've been in a car accident many years ago. I've I've dealt with difficulties in my spine. I said, let the light minister to you. And as I was ministering to her, she fell out in the spirit so fast. And when she got up off the floor, she testified that she felt as though she was completely 100% healed in that moment by the power of God. Now, this was not me. I wasn't touching her. All I did was see the vision, and I told her what I saw, and she stepped into that heavenly vision and received the light. The light. Somebody say the light. Somebody say the light is shining in me. There's healing that's opening up in me. The healing light of God protects me from all darkness, deception, and brings me into God's truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So after I was in, uh, we, were, we had been there together, Janet and I and our son Lincoln was there at the time in Northern England. At, or Northern Ireland, after that, we went over, I think it was directly, we went to Reykjavik, Iceland. And when we got to Iceland, we were ministering to the wonderful people there. And in the middle of the meeting, we felt led to share this testimony about this woman who had just been healed in Ireland, just like the day before, two days before, something like that. So we began sharing the testimony about what had happened with this woman. And when we shared it, there was another woman that was right about there in Reykjavik, Iceland standing right there and when I pointed and said the woman was right about there when I said that all of a sudden this woman now in Iceland hit the floor I mean she hit the floor so hard it was concrete floor you could hear her head hit the concrete I mean it was not a sound that you like to hear and so I said you know listen I believe in God but I also believe in being safe come on listen Just because we're believers doesn't mean that we have to act stupid. Actually, as a believer, we should not act stupid. The Bible, all throughout the Bible, wisdom is the principal thing. Then why does everyone go around acting so stupid, saying stupid things? We need not do that. We've been given the wisdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Just because we receive Jesus as healer doesn't mean we go around trying to spread disease everywhere. Come on. Well, I'm healed. Well, that's nice. You're healed, but you're making everybody else sick. (laughs) Come on. Okay, let's use wisdom. Let's use wisdom. So the wisdom in Iceland was, I told Janet, I said, Janet, would you please go and talk to that woman and make sure she's okay and minister healing to her if her head is not okay. So Janet went over and she was down with the woman and the woman was caught up in, in this portal she had encountered. And the woman told Janet, she said, I had that same kind of thing that he was talking about, that woman in Ireland. And she said, I just got completely healed. She said, when you heard that loud smack, that was my spine coming back into divine alignment. She said, I feel so good. And Janet got her right up off the floor and she began dancing and shouting and rejoicing and running around the place and gave testimony to the work of God that was done in her life. Now, what happened? When you begin to share your testimony, you open up a portal in the spirit. There's many ways you can do this, but you begin to open up a portal in the spirit where suddenly you begin to bring the heavenly vision to someone else. God's heavenly light begins to shine to somebody else. Why? Because they heard the heavenly sound that's coming from your lips. These are the three things that often come forth in a heavenly portal, in a power portal is heavenly vision, heavenly light, and heavenly sound. Heavenly vision, heavenly light, and heavenly sound. And God wants you to be a person that carries this revelation. Everywhere you go, carrying the revelation of heaven, the heavenly vision, the heavenly light, and the heavenly sound, as you begin to move in to all that God has for you. How many believe that? How many say, I'm going to be a carrier? I'm going to be an open portal for heavenly vision, heavenly light, and heavenly sound. Hallelujah. 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 I want to invite you to join us online on Tuesday. Is it okay if I say this, Pastor? I guess that's the wrong way to do it, to ask you in front of everybody. Uh, Just... If you're a church, if something's not happening here, then I want you to join us online. We do a Tuesday Glory Bible study every single week, 8 p.m. Janet and I together, we share the word, and then the next day we send out the notes to everybody that's on the email list, and we love to do that, and we love for you to join us. If it doesn't work out on Tuesday at 8 p.m., then you can catch us anytime. You can go back and watch the Bible study on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash international glory ministries. I pray that you have been immensely blessed this morning. I have felt the power of God here this morning, and I believe that this power is not just going to remain in this sanctuary. Although it will abide in this place, it will also go with you into the places that you've come from. I believe that God wants to open a power portal in your home. God wants to open up a power portal in your business, in your workplace. God wants to open up a power portal in your school, in the places of education. I'm telling you, God wants heaven to invade earth. God is wanting heaven to invade London, Ontario. God is wanting the glory to go with you everywhere that you go, that the reality of Jesus would be made known. Amen. I want you to stand up, just lift up your hands into glory. Father, in the name of Jesus,
2: we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your glory. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth
1: that has been revealed to us even this morning. And God, it's our heart, our desire to go deeper and deeper into you, deeper and deeper into your truth, that you would be made known through our lives. Lord, we surrender to you all of our weaknesses, all of our inability, all of our insufficiency, knowing that you are everything we need. You fill us, you overflow through our lives, and you cause your glory to be seen. In a wonderful way, we praise you, we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say
2: amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen.
0: Stand up with me one more time, just before we let you go. I just gotta ask. All right, it's just very important, and even people online look. That power portals are a big, big deal. And you know, the first one is Jesus is the door. And you know what? You come in, and Jesus is giving you access to a reconciled relationship with your heavenly Father. If you've never accessed, I love that Jesus made it so easy. It's just, it's, it's a door. And I'm a door. He didn't say I'm a high tower you gotta climb. He just said it's a door and Jesus is that door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's how you're reconciled to your father. You know, if you've never experienced what it is to be reconciled to your father, you've, you've come and you, you've been around or you came today just searching, I want you to know him. I want you to know, to know, to know that you've entered into the fullness of a relationship with your father. And could you just bow your heads, all the believers just praying. You're just praying, all the believers. If that's you today and you've never accepted him as your Lord and Savior and you want to today and I'm going to pray with you before you go, but if that's you, I'm going to count to three. going go One, two, three. But at three, would you put your hand up really high so I could see you? Are you ready? If you've never accepted him, but you want to, you want to know him as your Lord and Savior. Are you ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand
2: very high, very high, anywhere, right across, anyone. All right. Well, if you did that
0: and you're watching, please just receive him. You know, everything he's done, just receive him as your Lord and Savior. He's done all the work. He finished it all. He is the finished work. Just say, thank you, Jesus. I accept you, receive you. I embrace forgiveness and healing and restoration of my Father. Thank you for saving me, touching me, healing me in Jesus' name amen. Father, I've just blessed this house now. I bless each and every one. Bless those watching online, all of us. Thank you for community. Thank you for Joshua and Janet and their ministry. Bless them. I thank you, Lord, that they're not running around telling stories. They're running around equipping believers. They're equipping people to walk out the glory of God in their own personal lives. It's not to be entertained, but it's to be equipped and imparted to, to, to do all the stuff and to personally manifest the goodness of God. We bless them. We bless them. We bless them. We bless them. (laughs) thank you jesus so father i just command your blessing on each and everyone here we thank you for your goodness your grace everything they hold dear let it be blessed so i bless you now in the name of the wonderful father the father who loves you so deeply In the name of Jesus, the Savior is so, so good to us in his rich, rich grace on your life. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are our present partner. You are the one who puts us on like a garment. You are the one who who ministers in and through us and manifests through us that we are a living, walking, breathing portal of everything good and everything of heavenly favor. So now church begins. As we walk out that door, let us manifest and demonstrate your favor and goodness. We thank you for it all in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen.